Alrighty, so we are on Chavalvum Beis, looking at many different ways, but we're two lines down in the very, very wide lines, or twenty-one B four, all the all the things, or you can say that we are three, four, five, six lines up from the bottom of the page, where it says Sinan. Right, many different ways to look at it, but as they say, all roads lead to Rome. Always get us to the same, the same, uh, the same spot. Okay. Here we go. Says the Gemara. So, so it's not zav shira carry. So we have, we have a zav. So somebody's already had a zav uh, emission, and now all of a sudden they see carry. They have a seminal emission. Now remember, right now we're saying that usually people who have a carry emission, somebody who has a seminal emission, has to go to the mikvah before engaging in words of Torah. So the Gemara says, Or if you have a woman who is a Nida, so, but what, before she became a Nida, or after she became a Nida, I don't think it matters, she goes ahead and she uh, uh, exhumes, it's probably not the right word, but she had been with her husband, and now after she'd been with her husband, so now the semen is dripping out of her, but again, she's a Nida, so these people are going to have to go to the mikvah anyways. Besides going to the mikvah because of their carry, they're also going to have to go to the mikvah for other reasons. The first guy will have to go to the mikvah because he is a Zav. The woman will have to go to the mikvah because she is a Nida. Also, Hamashemeshes, a woman has relations, so therefore they clearly had relations first. The semen went into her, then she sees blood afterwards. In all those cases, in all those cases, the Rabbanon hold that because they are now tummy through carry, because they had a seminal emission, so now they would have to go ahead and go to the mikvah. However, Rabbi Yehuda Potter, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, they're exempt. Now, but what we're seeing from Rabbi Yehuda is, here's a key point, Ad Kamal Potter, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is only exempting them here, the only by a case where originally the person was had a Zavi mission, therefore he has to go to the mikveh anyways. And now we see Kerry that we say, well, where we don't want you going to the mikveh because perhaps you'll think that this going to the mikveh of Kerry is good enough. Remember, the person was a Zav. When you're a Zav, you're going to have to wait however long before you go to the mikveh. Now the person also sees as a Balkari, he has a seminal mission. So it says to Rabbi Huda, we don't want him going to the mikvah at that point, because maybe he'll think that that mikvah of going as a, for a carry counts also for him going for a Zav. But what you do see from Rabbi Huda is, of a Balkari greater if he is just a Balkari, just a regular, has a regular seminal mission, Mechaev, he would be obligated to go to the mikvah, because uh, well, the reason why this is so controversial is because up until now we have held the review Yehuda's point was that a Balkari, somebody who has a seminal mission, will not have to go to the mikvah. Yet here we see that you only don't have to go to the mikvah when you have these many things going for you. Number one, that you were already a Zav and then you went ahead and you saw a carry, but if you're just a regular Balkari, you would have to go to the mikvah. And the Lord says, if you were to say, who had in that field about carry greater Nami Padre Buddha? Maybe Rabbi Huda would exempt in all situations. Even if you were just about carry, you only had a seminal mission. Still, Rabbi Huda would exempt you. And the Haider Kamatuk Bazav, and the reason why here we were discussing the case of somebody who was a Zav was only Sharah carry, only in case of a Zav who sees carry. To show you how strong that the Rabban hold, even when you were already a Zav and then you see carry, you still have to go to the mikvah. Well, if that would be true, aim by safe. Let's look at the latter half of this, where it says, 
Hamashemesh is Rosh Adam. A woman who has relations, that means the carry came first, the semen came first, and then she sees blood. She'd have to go to the mikvah. Now, whose opinion would that be following? Laman Ketanel. Who are you bringing that up for? If you're saying it for the Rabbanan's opinion, Pshita, of course, they would hold you have to go to the mikvah. Hashta Uma Zav Sharakari. If you're talking about a Zav, if you're talking about somebody who was originally a Zav, that means from the get-go, they they already uh, were a Zav, and therefore they already were gonna have to go to the mikvah for other reasons. Still you say, Uma Zav Sharakari, he originally already is a Zav, and therefore maybe you would argue you should go to the mikvah specifically for his carriness. Still, Mechaib Rabbanan, the rabbis hold you are obligated to go. A case where the first thing you do is you have relations, which means the, the first reason, the primary reason why you have to go to the mikvah is because of the, of the, of the semen. And then Barasadam, and then you see blood. We're there when you first have the semen, you're already chayef to go, and of course you'd be obligated to go. Therefore, it would be no question. Once you say that a person who is a zav, so originally they were a zav, therefore that should already uh, that should override any obligation you should have to go as a balkari. And so we say, no, it doesn't. You have to go for both. For sure, if the first thing that happens to you is you're a balkari, for sure you'd have to go after you uh, the, the woman sees blood. So El Alav, it must be, that last line must be Rabbi Yehuda. This must all be going according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now, if it's all going according to Rabbi Yehuda, where he's exempting you in a case where you were a Zav and then you saw Kerit, so it would be telling you Vidafka, and it would be telling you Vidafka Ketanila, and it would be telling you uh, only in, in this case, meaning, that Mishamesh is for us Anita if she has relations. So when she has relations, the moment she has relations, she becomes a, she's now a Balkari to some degree, right? She now has semen coming out of her body. And still, but in that case, ain't no tzricha to feel. She doesn't have to go to the mikvah because, look, in the end of the day, at the end of the day, she's going to have to go to the mikvah anyways because she's a regular menstruating woman. And therefore, we don't want her to go to the mikvah earlier as somebody who saw Carrie because who knows, maybe she'll get confused and she'll think that that covers her, her uh, menstruation as well. However, of about Kerry greater, if you have just a person who is just, he experiences a seminal emission and there's nothing else going on, so it sounds like Mikhail, right? It sounds like you would be obligated to go to the mikvah. So that proves us that even Rabbi Yehuda, who we thought up until now, held that you're not obligated to go to the mikvah if you have a seminal emission. It sounds like from here that Rabbi Yehuda would say, yes, you are. You are chayat to go to the mikvah, even if you have a seminal emission. So the Gemara says, you're right. And that's why, lo the original reason why we thought Rabbi Huda said, there's no obligation because he said you have to, you're allowed to make a bracha. And the Mishnah says you're allowed to make a bracha before and after food. So we say, you're right, that's not what he means. El Mahar here. He agrees that you don't actually make the bracha, you just think the bracha because you're right. Rabbi Huda agrees that a balkari is not allowed to, to, to say a bracha. They're not allowed to be involved in Torah. They're not allowed to say Hashem's name. And therefore, all they can do is Mahar, they can think about it, not that they should actually say it. So the Gemara asks, Umi Isle the Rabbi Yehuda, hear her? Does Rabbi Yehuda really hold this concept of thought? Vahatanya the Brisa says, Balkari, if you have this person who has a seminal mission, that he does not have water to go to the mikvah. So what's he supposed to do? Kore Kriya Shema, he's supposed to go ahead and read Shema. He's not supposed to make the brachas before or after Shema. The Ocha Pito, he eats his bread. Umevarech lachra, and he should bench. 
and he should not make the bracha beforehand. Although, and again, whenever we say make a bracha, we mean mahar her belibo. Whenever we say make a bracha, we mean think in your heart. The ain't a motzibusvas if you don't actually utter it with your lips, because again, this person is a valkyrie. And according to Mayor, you're never allowed to actually utter it with your lips. All you're allowed to do is think in your mind. Different Mayor. However, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, bein kachu bein kach. No matter what, let's just take the. I think the the easier version to learn. But when it comes to eating before and the when it comes to eating both the bracha before and after the eating, or before and after the shema, you are allowed to say it with your lips. So now we're saying now we have a problem because it sounds like Rabbi Yehuda number one holds that a balkari is just as awesome as everyone else held that somebody who has a seminal mission is not allowed to utter God's name. He's not allowed to learn Torah. Yet here we clearly see that Rabbi Yehuda allows you to make brachos literally with your lips to make brachos. So how do you understand this in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? So the Gemara says, Amr of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Austin Rabbi Yehuda kehilchos derech eretz. That Rabbi Yehuda says, make your bracha, that's just like Derek Eretz. That is uh, just proper conduct. That's so, just like we allow a person who is a Balkari to learn the halachos of proper conduct, so to making a bracha is, that's just proper conduct. That's not really Talmud Torah, that's not really learning Torah, that is just the proper thing to do, and because it's like Hilchos Derek Eretz, Therefore, we allow you to make the brachos uh, before and after Shema, and we allow you to make the brachos before and after food, because that is just somewhat like proper conduct, and Rabbi Huda would allow you to do that which is proper conduct, even though he wouldn't allow you to study Torah, and even though he wouldn't allow you to do other things, but just about brachos that are, that are, that are the proper conduct of a person, that he would allow you to do. Tanya, as we find you should teach your sons and your grandsons the day you stood before Hashem on Har Sinai just like in Har Sinai it was it was with fear it was trembling anytime you study Torah it has to be you have to be afraid you have to be scared you have to be nervous you have to uh, understand the severity of what you're learning all these other people. Somebody who became a Zav, somebody who became a Mitzorah, somebody who had relations with a woman who was menstruating, they're allowed to learn, no problem. Somebody who's a Balkari, somebody in a Balkari, we assume uh, has excess, what's the word, frivility? I don't know if that's a real word, but let's go with it. Right? They have excess frivility, they are too, uh, they don't have the proper respect for things. So Asurim, they are not allowed to study Torah because somebody who is becomes a Balkari, somebody who becomes somebody with a seminal mission, they have too much uh, frivility on their hands and therefore they can't be somebody that engages in the fear of Torah. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Shonu, Bergilis, no, you're allowed to learn regularly, no problem. As long as you don't explain the reasons of the Mishnah. Meaning if you're just doing quick, easy Torah, that you're allowed to do. You're just not allowed to get into the reasons behind the, uh, the Torah. No, even that you're allowed to do. And now we're going to use the Bach's Girsa. You're not allowed to explain the Medrash. And the reason why, according to the Bach, is because the Medrash is always going to bring you back to the Psukim. Right? It's going to bring you back to the Psukim. And because it's going to bring you back to the Psukim, the Isser of a Balkari is that you're not allowed to say Shem Hashem. And therefore, if you go back to the Psukim, it's very easy. They'll end up saying Shem Hashem.
again using the box you are allowed to say over the madrush, no problem. Just be careful. If you're going to say a pasuk, make sure you skip God's name. You shouldn't expound in the Medrash at all because next thing you know you're going to mention God's name. And then some people even more machmer, they say, you know what the problem is? We don't want you teaching Torah to anybody. Uh, we don't want you doing... Uh, 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 we don't want you teaching any Torah. We don't want you engaged in any Torah because next thing you know, it could be you will go ahead and mention the name of God. Rabbi Huda Omer, this is what we were waiting for. Shona hu behilchos derech eretz. You are allowed to learn about the halachos of what is the proper conduct of a person, and therefore he. That's what he said earlier that the brachos that we make are are within the same category as the proper conduct of a person. And therefore, just like you're allowed to learn about the proper conduct of a person, so too you're allowed to make brachos as well. Ma'isab Rabbi Yehuda, Shira, Kerry, there's a story where Rabbi Yehuda, he saw, he had a seminal mission, he was walking on the riverbanks. Amrulot Tamidav, Rabbeinu, Shana Lodu, Parakacha, Belchsterchar, it's a fine, you're about Kerry, but you hold that you're allowed to teach us something about the laws of proper conduct. So what does he do? Yarad, he goes down, Tavol, he goes to the mikvah, Vishalam, and he teaches them. Amrulot, they said to him, Lok Kachal, Mountain Rabbeinu, Shonu Belchsterchar, didn't you teach us that you're allowed to teach the rules of proper conduct even though you didn't go to the mikveh Amrlahem it's true Afal Pishamekal Ani Alakherim even though I'm lenient on others um uh Ani I am strict on myself and therefore even though it's true I've told others that one is allowed to study the rule uh, one is allowed to Go ahead and teach the rules of proper conduct, even though they're about carry. He, Rabbi Yehuda himself, felt we have to go to the mikvah. I don't know. Don't ask. Don't tell. I don't. I don't. I don't know. What to tell yeah, I don't know how people know these things, but uh, somehow it was. What? And then, yeah, I don't know. It must be. Maybe he told. Maybe they, you know, they came to the shear that morning, and he didn't teach them. So they said, "No, Rebbe, what's going on over here? How come you're not teaching?" He said, "Well, I happen to be a Balkari." So they said, "Okay, if you're a Balkari, you're a Balkari." I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how it happened. No, 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 right away. Yeah, yeah. Remember this this whole tefillah, as we'll see momentarily. Well, well, you know, it's all Takanas Ezra. This isn't real Balkari, right? Real a Balkari, yeah, it's true. A Balkari has regular Hilchasum and Tara, where maybe they would have to wait for nightfall, whatever it would be, but it wouldn't matter. These are just to be able to engage in Torah, which is a Takanas Ezra and later. Takanas Ezra is all the Rabbanans. So for him, you just you just gotta go to the mikvah, right? That's it. It doesn't matter how long you wait, how long you don't wait, right? So hypothetically, it shouldn't detract from one's schedule at all, because okay, they just go to the mikvah, call it a day. Tanya, Rabbi Huda ben Becerra Amr. Rabbi Huda ben Becerra says a very famous, uh, a very famous halacha. Ain derei Torah mekabelim tuma. Torah cannot be susceptible to tuma. Therefore, even if one is a balkari, they are allowed to learn Torah, teach Torah, no problem. He was saying over Torah, but he was being very, uh, he, was, he, he didn't want to like really say it because he was nervous because he had had a seminal emission. Open your mouth and say it like you mean it. Because Torah can never come tummy, therefore, even though you're a tummy, it's no problem. There's no issue learning Torah. How do I know? Hello, code, my words are like fire. 
Ma just like a fire is not tangible, therefore it is not susceptible to tuma. So too, Torah is not susceptible to Tuma, and that is the opinion of Rabbi Huda ben Maseri, who says, you don't have to worry about this Takanas Ezra, you can learn all of the Torah you want without having to worry about going to the mikvah. Now, we'll get back to that soon. Omar Mar, Matias HaMishnah, Ve'ena Matias HaMedrish. So again, using the box Gersa. One is allowed to expound on the Mishnah, explain the reasons behind the Mishnahis, because there's no, you're not for sure going to go back and say the Pesukim. However, you cannot expound on the Medrash, because the Medrash almost guaranteed to go back and say over Pesukim. So, Messiah of the Rebbe Loi, Domer Rebbe Loi, Omar Rebbe Loi, Omar Rebbe Loi, Rebbeinu Halacha Matias HaMishnah, Ve'ena Matias HaGemor. You're allowed to explain the rules of the Mishnah, you're not allowed to explain the rules of the Medrash. Again, I'm just using the box gears, the box changes every time we say the word Gemara, the box changes it to Medrash, right? So you don't, uh, you don't explain the Medrash because again, the Medrash is going to be guaranteed to get you back to the Psukkim, and we don't want you mentioning God's name. Tonight, this is a old Machokas tonight. Matthias and Mishnah, Vayner Matthias and Medrash. One opinion says you're allowed to explain the Mishnah, but you can't explain the Midrashim because you're going to say God's name. Different Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda ben Gamliel, Omer, Mishum Rebbe Chanina ben Gamliel, Zevza Aser, the old Aser, but Omer lo Zevza Mutter. And then there's Om say you say no. What he meant to say was they're both Mutter. Man, Omer Zevza Aser. If you hold they're both Aser, Rebbe Yochanan Sandler. We had earlier Rebbe Yochanan Sandler who says that we don't want you engaged in the Medrash at all. Or Emanomer Mutter, Zevzamutra, who said that Torah, there is no issue to expound on any Torah, even though one is Tamil. Now, here comes the real famous halacha. We follow the three elders in three different cases. Number one, Number one, we hold the Rabbi Eloi in the laws of Rabbi Hagez, which we'll get to in a second. Rabbi Yoshia Bekalim, we hold the Rabbi Yoshia when it comes to Kalim. And Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseira Bedivrei Torah. And we hold the Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseira when it comes to Torah, that a person does not have to go to the mikvah before they engage in words of Torah. Where do we see this all? Karebi Eloi, Rabbi Hagez. We hold the Rabbi Eloi and Rabbi Hagez. The time of Rabbi Eloi Omer, Rabbi Hagez, the first uh, shearings of your sheep. Eino noeg elabarts are only an issue in Eretz Yisrael, outside of Eretz Yisrael. You don't have to give your shearings to the Kohen. Kerev Yosha b'kalayim k'nechsev lo sizra karmecha kalayim. Rabbi Yosha omer li olam eino chayev. There's not an issue to Eretz Yisrael. It's only also if you throw in wheat, barley, and grapes, grape seed, all in your hand at one time. And if it's not, it's not going to be an issue. Uh, for for uh, growing mixed uh, stuff. But no matter how tummy you are, it's no problem. You can teach all the Torah you want. And therefore, that is the halacha that we all pass. Like, we have nullified, we have gotten rid of this going to the mikvah. The Amri There are some people who said that no, he said that we have gotten rid of washing our hands. What does that mean? If you say that what he meant to say was that we have gotten rid of going to the mikvah, that means that means like the opinion of Rabbi Huda ben 
that before you go to learn Torah, you don't have to go to the mikvah. Mandar that we got rid of washing our hands. that he would curse somebody who was looking for water during davening times. He said, "Yeah, it's true. Washing your hands is still a thing. However, it's not as important as actually davening, and therefore you should go ahead and daven, not go ahead and look for water." And that's even though we'll see soon that there are a lot of Islamarim who argue about this whole thing about the mikvah. However, we hold the ma'aseh nowadays that for somebody to engage in Torah study, they do. Do not have to go to the mikvah. The Hasidim, the Hasidim, they still hold that the Gemara only paskins this in terms of, tfi, of of Torah. That regarding Torah, one doesn't have to go to the mikvah. But regarding tefillah, regarding davening, one does have to go to the mikvah. So the Hasidim are makbid every day to go to the mikvah before they daven, but even they would agree, I don't know, I shouldn't say what they would agree to, I have no idea what they would agree to, but I think they would agree to that even by Torah you wouldn't have to, but at least for davening they would still hold that you do have to go. But again, that's just not the normative Ashkenazic custom. Go to the bathroom during uh, learning and you come out, do you have to wash your hands before you resume learning? Yeah, probably. Or at least you have to clean them somehow. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's another way. You could take nine cab of water, which is about the size that will cover your body. So that makes you tar. That's all you need to do. He whispered this to Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva whispered this to Ben Azai. Everybody was whispering it, not Ben Azai. He went out in the most public forum he could. He banged on the beam and said, Rabbi you don't actually have to go to the mikvah. All you have to do is go ahead and put nine cam of water on you. So, one says that Ben Azai taught it in public. One says, no, no, no. He didn't teach in public, he whispered it. The one who says that he taught it in public, because Ben Azai said, if we don't tell people this, they're going to not learn because they're going to spend their time going to the mikvah. You know how long of a process it is to go to the mikvah and dip in the water, dry yourself off, and come back. You could waste an hour of Talmud Torah. We don't have an hour to waste. And therefore, Ben Azai publicly told everybody you don't need to go to the mikvah just put nine cab of water on you and people are going to be very hesitant to be with their wives if they know that being with their wives the result is going to be they're going to have to spend an hour of their time the next day going to the mikvah people are going to say forget it it's not worth my time to be with my wife and therefore when people are not with their wives next thing you know are there aren't a lot of children anymore so that would be a problem so that's why Ben Azai told everybody don't worry about going to the mikvah just put nine cob of water on you and the opinion says, no, no, no. He didn't want to tell everybody about it. The reason why is, he didn't want uh, Torah scholars to be uh, with their wives like chickens and be totally without any, uh, any governing body to stop them from being with their wives. He didn't want that either. Roosters. Roosters, whatever. They're a type of chicken. Right. Roosters. So he said he didn't want them. To, he didn't want that because, and therefore, in order to avoid that, he didn't want to tell everybody because he says, "Listen, if you're going to be with your wife, next thing you know, you're going to have to go to the mikvah." And therefore, uh, he was hoping that would mitigate uh, people from being uh, from always being with their wives. Okay. I heard that we were lenient about this whole mikvah thing. But then I also heard people who were very strict about it. Anybody who's strict about it, I'll ask, go be machr by yourself. Uh, you have a long life. 
long days, long years, you live for a long time because you were extra vigilant to go to the mikveh every time you had a seminal emission. What are, what are these guys doing going to the mikveh every morning? So the Gemara says, what do you mean? What's, what's, what, what's, what are they doing? You yourself hope that one has to go to the mikveh before they study Torah. And because these people are obviously going to go engage in Torah, of course they got to go to the mikveh. This is what he wanted to say. Even I hold the guy go to the mikvah. You don't need 40 saw. After Batisha Kabi just put nine kav of water on you, which is nothing. It's it's a three-minute shower. And Matiban Batvila, you don't have to dip in the mikvah. After Batisha just put the water on you. Just put nine kav of water on you. Nine kav of water is nothing. So Amar Ribchanina. Getter, Godel, Godjua. This idea that we make people go to the mikvah is a tremendous getter. It is a tremendous fence around an Isser. Why do we know that? Titania. Unbelievable story. A certain person, he went and he tried to convince a woman to do an Avera with him, to, to have relations with him. She says this woman wasn't married, but it's still, we don't want, uh, we don't want people having relations even with unmarried people. Amr Lo, she said to him, listen, Reka, fool! Fine, you want to be with me, be with me. But then you know what's going to happen, then you're going to have to go find a mikvah. Do you have 40 saw to go to the mikvah? So he says, ha, do I have 40 saw? Miyad Piri says, you're right. What was I thinking? It's one thing to be with some woman off the street, but then to have to go to the mikvah, you're right. It would be too much, it would be too hard. Forget about it, I'm not going to be with you. And therefore, because of that, that was the great thing that we did. We created this fence around uh, having relations with people that it's going to force them to go to the mikvah. And therefore, since they'll force them to go to the mikvah, they won't end up doing it. What are you so scared about? Why are you so disparaging about this too? You don't go to the mikvah. If you say, well, it's too cold. Who wants to go to the mikvah? It's freezing out there. No problem. You don't actually have to go to a mikvah, mikvah. You can go to the bathhouse. No issue at all. Is there such a concept that you can go to the mikvah in hot water? They say, you're right, Rav holds like you, but uh, that, that, yeah, if you're going to go to the mikvah, you had to do the real deal. However, we see that there are people who are lenient about it because, as we said, this whole thing is a Durabun anyways. Rav Zera. Rav Zera was sitting on the... On the uh, on the edge, I don't know, on the edge of the water in the barrel, in the at the doctor or at the bathhouse, yeah, in the bathhouse, in the bathhouse. Bring me nine cow of water. Chuck it on me. Throw it at me, so then I'll be told I'll be taller. Why do you have to do that? You're sitting in the water. So it's got to be just like the 40 saw. Just like 40 saw, you got to dip into the mikvah. You can't put 40 saw on you. So too, when you compare that to the nine kav, you got to put it on you. You cannot go, you can't just dip in it. And therefore, there are two, there's two, there's two, uh, two ways here. There's two paths. Either you can dip yourself into 40 saw of water, or you can have nine kav of water poured on you. Rav Nachman, Tikin, Rav Nachman, he created a pitcher, a nine kav pitcher, in order that people will know exactly how much you do. Fill it up, pour it on you, and you're good to go. What, is it? what, what did they have a couple years ago? The ice water challenge, ice bucket challenge. Yeah, yeah, ice, bucket, right. You know where they got it from? 
Yeah, so that's where they got it from. So the ice bucket challenge. Ki Asa Rivdimi Amr Akiva Amr Rev Amr Akiva Yehuda Glusra Amru Lo Shana El Lachol Onto. We only allow nine kav for somebody who is sick, and not only were they sick, but they became they had a seminal mission against their will. They didn't willingly uh, have relations or anything. Just you know, it happens in the middle of the night, whatever it was, and they were sick. However, but if, even if you have somebody who's sick, but they do it willingly, uh, they make themselves a, bar, a balkari, they make themselves, they have a seminal mission. Our boy himself, they need 40 sal, like a regular mikvah. So Amr of Yosef, okay, well then, break the, the, the pitcher of Nachman. Ki Asa Ravan, Ravan comes, Amar, Usha have the There is a story in Usha, in Usha going to Chabez and Bez. The kilah of Oshia on the front porch of Rav Oshia, Vishalu Rav Asi, they asked Rav Asi and Amrlu Lo Shana El Lachola Margo. Then, no, you're allowed to use nine kav if you're sick, even if you do it in a normal way, even if you even if you have the seminal mission as a normal way, just you're a little bit sick and therefore it's a little hard for you to go to get 40 sun, no problem. But if you're sick and it came against your will, you don't got to do anything. And therefore, as long as you're sick, it's, it's inconvenient for you to go ahead and get the 40 so you could just use the nine kav, and he says, Amr Yosef, if that's the case, it's min Nachman. Let's fix the barrel of Rav Nachman or the pitcher of Rav Nachman because obviously people need it because people are are considered sick because it's hard for them to go out, even though it is normal for them to or they try, they they willingly make themselves a balikari. Finally, Gordon says, Michti, Kula Amoraiva tonight be the Ezra community. Everyone's arguing about what Ezra was misacking. So why don't we just do it the old fashioned way? Venechli, uh, Ezra, Hechantik, why don't we just look? How did Ezra make a Sakana? Everyone's arguing. Nine Kav, 40 saw, sick, healthy, this, that. Let's just figure out what did Ezra do? Amar Abai, Ezra, Tikin, Lebari, Hamar, Gomemso. When Ezra came along and made things there, he said, if you're a healthy guy and you willingly as a healthy person, have a seminal omission, you got to go to a mikvah with 40 sons. And then he said, Ubari la'onso, and if you're a healthy guy who unwillingly sees Kerry as a seminal omission, Tisha Kav, you got to go and have, and go to them and put nine Kav of water on you. Then, that was all Ezra did. The Asu Amoroi, then came along the Amoroi, Mupligi Bechola, and they argued about, well, what's the case by somebody who's sick? Marisavot. One opinion said, listen, if you're healthy and you bring it upon yourself willingly, you're, I'm sorry, if you're sick and you bring it upon yourself willingly, you're just like a healthy person who brings it upon themselves willingly. And if you do it unwillingly, you're like a healthy person who does it unwillingly. Even if you're sick and you do it willingly, you're like a and therefore you just have to bring nine kavan. And then, and somebody who is sick and they do it unwillingly, well then, they would be totally exempt, totally exempt. Um, it's true that I agree with you that, that Ezra was masakin, you have to go to the mikvah. But Nasina Mitikin, did Ezra, did he make the decree that you're allowed to put nine kav on you? The Amr Mar, Ezra taking tefillah balakari. Ezra's only takana was that a balakari, somebody that's telling the has to go to the mikvah. He never mentioned nine kav. Ezra said that if a healthy person willingly goes ahead and has some of the omission, they have to go to a mikvah with 40 saw. 
the Rabbanon came along, and they said that's true, but if you have a healthy person who unwillingly sees, uh, sees Kerry, he's just got to have to put nine cob of water on you. They also Amorai become mythulgi bechola. Then they start arguing about, yeah, well, what's the deal by a sick person? Maris over chola hamargo kabari hamargo. One opinion says that a chola who is uh, who reg- who a someone who's sick who willingly uh, goes ahead and sees it, he is like a healthy person who willingly goes ahead and sees it, and therefore vechola onsu kabari la onso. And somebody who is sick, who it's against his will, it's like somebody who's healthy and it's against his will. The other opinion says, a regular healthy person who willingly does it, he has 40 saw. And then somebody who is sick, who regularly does it, is like a bari, is like a healthy person who's against his will, which would be Tisha Kabin. Finally, Amarava, Hilchus, you want to know what the halacha is? Bari Hamargal. If you have a healthy person who willingly goes ahead and sees Kerry, Vichola Hamargal. And you have somebody who's sick, but he willingly goes ahead and sees Kerry, meaning he's with his wife, whatever it is, our Bayim saw. They need to go to a mikvah of 40 saw. And if you have a healthy person who just happens to, uh, against his will, see, uh, see Kerry, Tisha Kavan. They just need nine kav of water. Of a chol so if you have somebody who's sick, he's over, he's he's over two, he's sick, and it's against his will. Paltermi kulam, he doesn't have to do anything. Okay, Tanurban Balkari Shosul of Tisha Kav Maim. If you have a Balkari that puts nine kav of water on himself, Tar, he is he's good to go. Now, that's only if he's learning Torah to himself. Of a laacher, but if he's teaching Torah, our boyim saw he needs forty saw of water. Rebuda says 40 saw always works, and we'll see in a moment what in the world that means. One of each pair says this is going our ratio. This is going, this, uh, they, they spoke about the ratio of this brysa, which is, and so one would say, that which we said that 40 only works if you're, I'm sorry, the nine kav only works if you are learning Torah yourself. But if you are teaching Torah to others, you need 40 saw. So one of them said, that's only true again if you are sick and you willingly bring it upon yourself. But if you're sick and it is against your will, even if you're teaching other people, just nine kav. And the other opinion says, no, even if you're teaching, if you're teaching others, even if it was against your will, even if you're sick still, you still need 40 saw of water. That's one thing. Then And then one of each of these pairs I mentioned before goes on the seifa, which is Chad Amar Hadam Rabbi Yehuda Mem Sam Mikomach, and that which Rabbi Yehuda said forty son no matter what Lo Shana Al Bakarka, it has to be in the ground of a Bekelim, but if it's in a utensil, Lo, it doesn't work. The Chad Amar Afilu Bekelim Nami, even in the even in the utensil works. We understand the opinion that says even if it's any utensil, that's what Rabbi Huda meant. We said forty no matter where it's found. But according to the opinion, says only in the ground, but not any utensil. What did he mean when he said in any position? It's not true. The Gemara says 
to include even uh, drawn water, which is usually invalid for a mikvah, that here everybody would agree that Mayim Shu'uvin, drawn water, is still going to be okay. It may have to be in the ground, but the Mayim Shu'uvin, the drawn water, will still be okay. With Papa, Verev Huna, Rav Yeshua, Verava Bar Shmuel, Krichu Rivse They ate bread together. Fantastic. I should bench for everybody. Why? Because even though I was a Balkari, I put nine kav of water on myself. That's only if you wanted to enjoy for yourself. But because you're being motzi, us with benching, you need 40 saw. Therefore, I had 40 saw of water. I went to the mikvah. I should get the bench. Give it to me, Livroch. I didn't need any of it. And because I didn't need any of it, I didn't need the nine kav, I didn't need the 40 saw, I never became a Balkari. Give it to me because I am better than both of you. Last but not least, Rav Chama would go to the mikvah before uh, before Pesach, why in order to fulfill others their obligation because he was going to recite hallow for them, he was, he was fulfilling their obligation. But that's not the halacha, rather, as we've been saying, uh, or at least as Rashi says, just like you can do it for yourself with just going to your nine kav, so too. For others as well, even if you're teaching to others, it's not kav or like Rabbi Yudim that all of this is null and void. And you don't have to worry about it at all. Rather, you can just learn Torah, teach Torah, whatever you have to do, even though one is a Balkari. Okay. It says the Mish, then all of a sudden he remembers, Oi! Guy was a Balkari. So, lo yafsik, don't stop, just shorten up your tefillah. Just shorten it up. That each bracha, you just say short. Uh, you know, you don't say the middle part of the bracha, you just start at the beginning and the end. You're a little, you're the mikvah. If you're able to cover yourself, before sunrise, do it. And if you can't, just cover with the water. Don't use bad water, disgusting water. Not water that had flax uh, in it. Until you put water inside of it. The Kamiyarchik man, how far away do you have to be from this type of water? Umenatsawadamas has to be four amos away from this water to be able to daven to say Krishna. Tanrabon, Haya Omid Vitfila, guys in the middle of Davani. Vinis Kushubakari, remember this Balkari, Lo Yaf, don't stop. El Yikatsu, just shorten it up. Haya Kari Vatari, you're reading Torah Vinis Kushubakari, Aino Mafsik Vaola. Don't stop in the middle. El Megam game Vikari. You could start just reading fast. Mayor Omer. You're only allowed to say three psukim and that's it. I mean, once you say three psukim, you just stop right then and there. But Tani Ida, Hayomi Vitfila, someone in the middle of Tfila, Varad, so it connected, he sees some excrement. Mahalachlafanav, you gotta keep walking at your Zerkenalachar of Dal Amos. It ends up being behind you for Amos. Vatanil Tsadam, I have a right, says it could even be to your side uh, uh, for Amos. So he says, look, Asha, <coughs> look, if you're able to keep walking, we'll end up being behind you for Amos. That's what you should do. If not, if it's just coming to your side, that's good enough as well. Come with your davening. And then all of a sudden, after you finish davening, you find some excrement. Even though you've sinned by davening with this uh, tzolah, it's still a good tzolah. 
the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. Since you sinned by not checking for excrement, even though you prayed, your tzvila is an abomination. God is not interested in your prayers at all, and therefore he would say that you would have to go again, you would have to daven all over again. Um... Okay, now let's make a run for it. Tell everyone, hey, Omen B'tfilo, a person's in the middle of Davin. Well, Mayim chosen a Birkov. And oh, would you know it, he is in the middle of urinating. So, Posek, he should stop Davening. So he stops urinating. Then he goes back to Davin. So the Gorman says, well, in this very common case, well, where does he go back to? Where does he go back to Davening? Does he go back to the beginning or where does he stop? Rev Chista Rev Amnuna Chad Omer Cholzorish go back to the beginning of davening. The Chad Omer Lamakim Chaposik. You go back to where you uh, to where you interrupted. So it says the Gemara Leim Vahakim. Maybe the Machokus is as follows. Going on top of Chav Gimel. Mar Savar Imshakay Ligmor Eskula Cholzorish. One opinion says if you wait to finish the entire tefillah, you go back to the beginning of Shemun Esrei. Well, Mar Savar Lamakim Chaposik. One says even if you waited that long, you go back to the place that you stopped. Amar Rashi, no. If that would be true. Hi, im shoyim lo shoyim. By the way, well, then we should have mentioned that as uh, that we should have mentioned that in the case uh, that we should have said. Well, it depends if you waited so long, but that's clearly not what we're arguing about because we never mentioned that about whether or not you waited long enough to finish your shmonesrei. El de kuliyalva im shoyim ligmor es kula cholzorish. If you waited the time to finish all shmonesrei, go back to beginning shmonesrei. The hasam is lo shakim. And here you didn't wait so long. It takes you five minutes to say shmonesrei. You only waited a minute. The Maritzavar Gavra Dechuyehi, the person at this moment is not able to daven. They ain't Roy, and therefore he is not fitting to daven. They ain't Tzilasatzil, therefore his whole feel is gone because he wasn't fit to daven. Maritzavar Gavra Chazi, no, he's he's able to daven just momentarily. He can't, and therefore the Tzilasatzil, therefore his first part of Tzil is a good Tzil, and therefore you just go back to the place that you stop, not that you go back to the beginning of davening. Okay, we'll stop over here at the first wide line, and we'll pick up tomorrow morning. Fantastic.